real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. Welcome to the ABCs of Expert Deal Finding. Um, I'm Becky. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> and uh, we're with Real Estate IQ. We do some investing ourselves on the side. Uh, we've kind of done a variety and um, a variety of different things, some wholesaling flips. I had a rental property, trying to get another one pretty soon here. Um, subject to yep on a subject to so kind of a variety of different things and um, so we're gonna talk about some different ways today that you can find deals okay speakers for this afternoon here we are uh, we are both uh, former educators mm -hmm. and uh, got into real estate because it was time for a change of careers really we're getting old <laughs> <laughs> wanting to start getting that extra money towards our retirement as well yeah so all right sponsors we have several sponsors that um, I guess are kind of general real estate IQ sponsors so quest trust company if you have not if you don't know about a self-directed IRA that's a way that you can take mm -hmm. your IRA money roll it over from wherever your employer, because they're investing it in, if you have it with an employer, they're investing it in mutual funds and stocks and bonds and all that kind of thing. Um, but you can invest it in real estate if you have it in a self-directed IRA with a company uh, like Quest, and they're really good there. Uh, we have some hard money lenders. So for those of you that are brand new, hard money means it's, it's also called asset-based lending. So it's based on the, the deal and the house much more than it's based on you and your credit. So you can have poor credit and get a hard money loan uh, to do a real estate deal. So investor loan source is a good one, um, as is Blink Lending. And we also have Bay Mountain Capital here. Uh, we have Action Coach Business Coaching, uh, Real Property Management Legend, and a note school. And we also have with us today, Troy Espenlob from Real Property Management Avitus. Okay, looks like we lost Troy. Uh, but Troy is a property manager, so if you are looking for that passive investment on a buy and hold, oh, there he is, there we go. Oh, there you are, Troy. <laughs> yes, how are you? Yes, we're good. Awesome, it's good to see you guys again. Yes, so we do um, residential rental property management here in the Houston area. Um, we have clients uh, throughout Houston, and um, you know we concentrate on residential rental property management and listings. That's uh, pretty much all we do. So, um, you know, I'm glad to see you guys again, and you know we're always available to help out. And I'll, I'll look forward to when we're we're doing live things again. But thank you for the uh, introduction. Yeah, thank you, Troy, for being here. So that this slide got out of order somehow. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, real estate yeah, IQ. We, we are not professionals <laughs> on video transporting <laughs> right now <laughs> during the we're coronavirus. We're getting better, but uh, we're, we're trying to. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just go with this slide anyway. Um, just a little bit about the company of Real Estate IQ. We've been around for almost seven years now. It was founded by these first two gentlemen, Steve Liang and Juan Carlos Cruz. Um, and then we've got Kevin and I here in Houston. Uh, Joseph is in charge of the Austin, San Antonio area. And Rodney is in charge of the DFW area. Uh, when we do also have off-market leads currently available in Florida and Georgia and hoping to move to other places soon as well. Um, so we have, I wanna show you our new community portal. If it's still, here's our website, which is realestateiq.co. So if you go here and click on community, we have a feed, but this is a new online social media site that we haven't even done the official launch of yet, um, but it is up and running. And so you can go here where it says sign in, uh, if you click there, you can join and you can use Google to sign in or whatever to make it really, really fast. Um, so just an online community where you can connect with other investors. Uh, if you go here to Marketplace, you can find services that you need for your investing. Uh, so people like Troy, if you're looking for education, um, We've got, we'll have some contractors. I'm still on education. We have uh, funding to connect with lenders. Vendors would be like contractors, title companies, things like that you'll need for your business. I know, which is, which is huge when you're, if, if you're just starting out. Um, this is really important because Becky and I had the, um, do you want to talk about it, the flip? from hell oh. is what I call it. <laughs> it was it was a flip from hell. We went through four different contractors. Yeah. On one flip. So <laughs> this will also have a place where you can get ratings. Okay, I'll let it go. So pinpointing <laughs> those people are really that's a that's a huge thing. And we I think we've got a couple set up right now that we, we trust. But Ooh, that was hard. I mean, that was a hard thing dealing with uh, and when, when we first started out. That was a very hard thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it might be, it's good to join, you know, if you're in Houston, join the Wealth Club. They can, it's low cost and they can help you learn and get past those hurdles and answer questions. So there's some other and there's no better person to pick out a property than Steve. I yeah. think I, I think he he pinpoints it pretty hard. Yep. Uh, so vendors notes that's another passive investment stream if you're looking for that. But go to community then once you have signed in, and go to groups, and join join a community group. So. Uh, we've got one here for Houston Deal Finders Lounge, or if you're in another location, uh, you can find one for where you are. Um, I've got a women in real estate one. So for those of you women here, please join that group as I, well. So I think I'm going to have to start out. a men in <laughs> real estate. <laughs> you just go right ahead, dear. 
<laughs> so that's our new community. So let me go back here. All right, so this event brought to you by Real Estate IQ, number one in deal finding. We have over 45,000 leads every month, and that's what this is about today, is the leads to find your deals. So we're gonna let Adam here tell you what he thinks about Real Estate IQ. Guys, I'm here with Adam at Redneck Country Club at the Jet Lending event, and Adam has been using our system for a while. Adam, could you share with us your experience with our tool? Yeah, so um, I love the tool. It was re it's really been very useful for me as uh, as a new investor. Um, I don't have access to the MLS, so running comps was something that was a problem. Um, now that I have that the tool, I can run comps. It allowed me to secure my first deal, um, and I'm going to market with it and look to, um, because of the comps that I was able to run and get it for the right price, I was able to secure a deal that's probably going to profit me somewhere north of $50,000. Oh, fantastic. And by the way, we uh, can also help you market your deal to Adam. Uh, thank you so much. And guys, our deal analysis suite is only $15 a month, and it's for unlimited comps all over Texas. So make sure you take advantage of this special right now. Thank you, guys. If you want to learn how to analyze deals just like us, make sure you check out this webinar on how to run comps. The link is below. We'll also introduce you to you this new tool called FastCMA, which is a high-end professional comps tool uh, that allows you to pull comps and analyze comps uh, just like the expert. Okay, that is Steve, one of our company founders here. My escape button is not working. Make sure you check it out. Okay, so... All right, so here's what we're going to do. The plan for today is uh, we're going to kind of talk about how to analyze a deal from a pre-foreclosure to ARV. And so we're going to go ahead and go to our, so then we're going to calculate the maximum allowable offer. So the general rule, and anybody will tell you this, pretty much any Anybody who teaches real estate investing is going to tell you, especially as a beginner, to make sure you stick to this formula. Um, so the, once we find a property, we're going to do a comps analysis of that. So we're going to find out um, what that property is going to be worth, what it could be worth after it's fixed up. So that's the ARV or the after repair value. So you'll hear that a lot. And we're going to do that by doing a CMA which stands for Comparative Market Analysis, um, or also known as running comps. Why? And then we can calculate the Why offer. So the, the way to oh, do yes, it... can do it. <laughs> it has to go sideways. No. Sorry, Kevin's having I, mouse issues. I am. Um, and so, I still use a mouse, so that tells you how old I am. So first we're going to, uh, we're going to find the ARV, and then we're going to take 70% of that minus repairs to calculate the offer. And the reason it's 70% is that leaves another, <clears throat> that leaves 30%, right? So you wonder where does that 30% go? Am I going to make 30% profit? No, you're probably going to make around 15% profit. That other 15% is going to be eaten up with closing costs to the title company, 
holding costs, like uh, you got to keep the electricity on, you got to have insurance on the property, and as well as pay interest on your loan. So that's why it's 70% minus ARV. Okay, so Kevin's yes. going to talk to you a little <clears throat> bit about the off-market leads that we have. So this is an email that I get every single day. It's, it's exciting. Um, actually, I get a few of them, um, but this is our, just our regular off-market leads um, deal finding. And it, it includes um, probate and airship, which actually at this time during the coronavirus, I think that's, that's a list that I would, I would want to hit. Um, the pre-foreclosure um, and the appointment of sub substitute trustees have, have put, um, that's been put aside because obviously our auctions are, are shut down at this time. And so th those may be ones that you can connect because I, I always think of <clears throat> relationships in all of this and relationships are huge. So establishing that relationship, because there's going to be maybe seven other investors at the door trying to establish a relationship with these people um, that are going to lose their house. And I, I fear it's going to be worse. Oh, I, 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 I kind of fear that it's going to be worse than what, what the pre-foreclosure and the foreclosure process was in Harvey. And so I think that's important to think about for the future because I think that's gonna, I, I think the pre-foreclosure list and the appointment and substitute trustees list is gonna hit hard. Um, appointment and substitute trustees list is, is broken down um, because they have to appoint a trustee prior to that pre-foreclosure being listed. And so I think, um, you know, that list is going to grow. Um, I think the evictions list and, and we look at that and we say, okay, well, what are like California investors um, trying to do in Texas and are they willing to just dump their property? And so I think that's, something important to look at well and right now since right now they can't do evictions right you can't kick somebody out right now for not paying right um however as soon as that gets lifted as soon as the government gets lifted that uh there's going to be renters who decided you know <laughs> they can't come back and pay the back stuff or whatever arrangement was made they might not be able to honor that. And so I think that's going to just skyrocket as well. I think so. Once the quarantine is over. Do you want to go into the liens? Uh, yeah, liens. Uh, these are kind of uh, just an indicator of financial troubles. So these are hospital liens. They are mechanics liens, which means that they didn't pay a contractor. So somebody comes to replace your air conditioning, if new you can't kitchen. pay them their yeah, new kitchen, whatever, the contractor can put a lien on your house. And so that just could be motivated, you know, financial problems motivating them. 
Uh, the other one on the liens list is HOA liens. And if you don't pay your HOA, they can actually foreclose. And some people don't even know they're going into foreclosure. I know not yet, but actually maybe they can right now. I don't know, but there's no sales right now, so it doesn't really matter yet. But we'll see if those come back in June. Um, but the HOA can foreclose on your house, so they might send a letter. All they have to do is send a letter, and if somebody's mad at their HOA and they're not opening their mail from them, then they could lose their house and not even know it. But understand, all of these records are court records. Yes. Right? So, Come right from the so they're coming from the courthouse, so they're all absolutely correct. Right. Good, solid data. Uh, so the tax sale list, again, that one's kind of been on hold, but that's going to come back up again. Um, they're going to start selling the houses for people who haven't paid their property taxes. Uh, delinquent tax, they haven't hit the tax sale list yet, but they're, they're late and not making their payments. So then we, we get into code violations, and you think about the people that have the tall grass or... Uh, it may be a vacant vacant house. They just moved out of it. Um, those code violations are a great connection right now, I think. I, th I think that that's probably something that um, an investor could pursue in that those code violations, you never know. You want to you contact the um, landlord and that or owner or, or owner of the house and that person is you know um we have one right down the street that we've <laughs> we pursued and um the the owner is in california and the house hasn't sold for i don't know and how it's long it's been on the market for like five months yeah five months so uh <coughs> those are those are areas that you could pursue too so yeah, so either they're not mowing their grass, they're not taking care of it, um, you know, something's major's broken, the roof's caving in, either they don't live there or they live there but probably shouldn't be because they can't take care of it. And those are people you can reach out to. Yeah, and then there's one I don't want to address. I, I haven't pursued this yet, but maybe <laughs> there's some people out there that would like that. Um, the divorce. And uh, usually that's a three-way um, deal, uh, you have to get both signatures um, of approval. Unless the court has awarded the right. property to one person or the other. If that's right. already happened, we'll tell you in the list. Then that's easy. If it hasn't, then yeah, you have to get to both. <laughs> and then that, that can be difficult, so. And then he skipped over loan modifications. This list is probably Ooh. also going to skyrocket because yes. uh, some of these people that are currently in forbearance for their mortgage, what they don't understand is forbearance doesn't mean forgiveness or even deferment. It means that you don't have to make your payment this month. But then if your payment is $1,000 a month and you haven't made your payment for three months and this all ends, they're going to come back to you in the fourth month and say, I need four months worth of payments. And so a lot of people won't have saved those. Uh, some, in some cases, the banks will do loan modifications where they add it on to the loan. But the problem is that usually increases the payments. And so the majority of these end up failing. And we know like 
uh, what is it, 80, 85% yeah. or higher, um, that loan modifications fail. And so, then they get back on the foreclosure list. So if you're the one who's thing. contacting them, building that relationship, uh, when they do know they need to sell, you'll be the one that they come back to. All right, so going back to the pre-foreclosure list, uh, these were, this April means they were intended originally. The filings were made for the April auction. Um, but obviously there was no auction in April, so these homes are still waiting to be sold. So I'm assuming that as soon as they let it happen again, it's going to be a humongous sale that first month. All right. Unfortunately. So, so do you want to go ahead and uh, look at one of these? Yeah, so Which let's one open one to? up and share it. So we'll just go to April. Oh, it's open here. Now I there we go. It's all right. All right, so you, you see the first part of our product always includes when it was recorded at the courthouse and when it was added to our system. And usually it's just a, a day, day or two um, that that takes place. Can everybody see my screen? Can you pop something up there? Everything looking good. I'm gonna make sure you're there. Uh, our system always gives, you know, the house information, the, the, the property owners, it gives the address, it gives what city it is. In this case, we're in Austin right now. I, I think Becky clicked on that. And I didn't click anywhere. You have yeah. to go to the bottom to, if you want to go to Houston. Well, <clears throat> we can go to Houston. We can go to any, well, I can go to any of them. <laughs> but, uh, but pretty much this is the list that I like looking at. And one of the things that I like the best um, in, in this system is that it comes in an Excel format. And so I can download it um, to my computer. I can, I can manipulate um, uh, the city uh, or the zip code that I, that I wanna look at. And so um, that's important to me because when I first got this list, I was driving all over Houston looking at different properties. And it, I, I, I came home to Becky one night, one, one night and I said, I can't do this anymore because um, if, if you've ever been door knocking, you know that people don't always answer the door. So to drive like 30 to 40 minutes um, across Houston and, and try to get a, a hold of a person, that doesn't really work. So um, we live in Katy. And, and so what I do is I download the Katy addresses and a couple of the Houston uh, zip codes that's like near, like adjoining Katy. And those are the ones we visit. And so we, 
we download that, we pop that in, and I, I have to show you a little bit here. Um, this, where is that little arrow? All right, so here's the problem I had at first. I was looking on how to distribute those addresses and download them. It's because of this little arrow and maybe some of you already know it, but I can just go to data. Uh, well, I need to pick. Uh, and you can filter or sort by you can, yes. whatever area you want to focus on. You can do that and it will allow you to download it. Now, that's a, only a one-time thing that I get from here. If I really want to do this right, I would go to file and without that thing, I would go to file, file and download as you see on my screen right now. Um, you can do it to Microsoft Excel or you can copy and that'll take you to a, um, a sheets, a sheets format. So I do it either way, but I download that by um, the area that I'm looking at. And then I copy it and I add it to a new Excel or Sheets file. And that's the list that we go by in, in order to um, put in the maps and go door knocking. Yeah. Is what we exactly. do. You could also do a mail merge with this if you wanted to send out postcards or letters. Um, so that's why the Excel for, format is really versatile. So we're gonna pick one. So you can see this gives you... Oh, I think we should go back. Go back to what? Uh, to, yeah, and then go over to the equity because that's a mistake I made when I was first looking at these things too. And um, when the nice thing is, is we have an equi, equ, equity here. Um, can we get over that? Yeah. There we go. First, here's all the property information, the owner's information, bed, bath, square footage. Uh, we're going to need that later. And then right. here's an estimate. So here's the estimated equity, and this is a column, uh, two columns that I always look at. And I say, okay, is the estimated equity over 20%? I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's bigger in other categories, but I usually dump anything that's 20%. Um, now, remember that 70% minus repairs formula? So that sort of applies here too, although uh, one of the common strategies for getting a pre-foreclosure is to get it subject to the existing financing. So that means that you're just gonna pay what it takes to bring the mortgage current and you're gonna continue making the payments in the homeowner's name while you fix it up and flip it or rent it out um, or sell it to somebody else. Um, so. 20% equity is kind of a, a 
kind of a common rule of thumb here. Um, it could be less. This is 19%, but that's 36,000. So if the property is not in bad shape, um, you know, then you don't have a lot of repairs, that still might be worth your time. If yeah. you're looking at this one. Which is a negative 21%. <laughs> and you know what? Those people were on my list when I first started dropping this. <laughs> and uh, you can't do anything for them unless you have a lot of money. Well, there are, yeah, there are strategies. There are short sales and yeah. things like that. But those are really usually not common beginner investor strategies. But they weren't something so, that I would be able to help them out with. Yeah, so we would just ignore those and not waste our time going to those. Or one like this one. 6%, 7,000. This one's looking pretty good to me though. 80,000, let's, let's, yeah, let's try it. Let's, let's see what it says. This was built in 1979, so it's not as old as others. It's a 3-2, the most common rental, 1876 square feet. Okay, so what you really have to remember is that we're doing off-market leads so we're gonna jump over into our system. Um, I think that's what your plan is, yeah. right? One other thing to check first is if this one is owner occupied, or if the person paying the mortgage is the same as the owner of the house. So I'm gonna scroll over here to the end. Here's all the mortgage information. That's mostly for the purposes of doing the equity calculations. The instrument number, legal description, if you wanted to look it up, subdivision, yes, this one is owner-occupied, but you can see this one is not, so we tell you the owner's name and address so you can contact them as well. So, so I know that Mariella Ortiz is the person that I would need to talk to for this property. Yes, but, but sometimes they have listed their house already on the MLS and sometimes they have not. And so one thing that I always try to tell people is that you need to look at the square footage of the house and the year that was built. And in this case, it's 1800, um, almost 1900, and it was built in 1979. And so we're gonna go to our website now and plug those numbers in. So first I copy the address, so I'm just gonna paste it here. And I'm looking in Houston. So I'm gonna go look up. This is our fast CMA tool. Um, please select. So this one has not been on the MLS in the last five years or so. If it was, it would show you when it was sold, pending, whatever. Um, but this is not, so I'm gonna click there. Now we have, we have uh, two different algorithms where the computer is going to figure that ARV for you. So the distance algorithm is going to go out a half a mile and it's going to look at properties that are within 20% plus or minus of the square footage within 10 years of the year build. Um, but it is going out a half a mile and it's and, going to put priority on the comps that are closest and most recent. And ARV stands for? after repair value yes remember that's that's the most important number when you're when you're looking for at a property and evaluating it for a deal 
The ARV subdivision is going to go out a mile, so I'm really not familiar with where this is in Houston. I'm going to go ahead and go to subdivision. Custom CMA is going to let you set your own parameters. And what does CMA stand for? Weren't you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Comparative market analysis, Just, if you forgot. You know what? It repeats eight times okay, so, and then it gets into a person's brain. All right. Well, I'm not going to repeat it eight times. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a single family house, so I'm going to say it's not a townhouse. The year built was 1979. If this was on the MLS, we wouldn't have to enter this. The square footage was 2176. 1976? Okay, I forgot. <laughs> Gotta go back. Uh, 1876 yeah. was close. And then I'm just going to click find comparables and it found seven sold, three active, seven non-active, so that would be expired or terminated listings, and 23 leased. So that tells us that's probably a good neighborhood to have a rental. So I just hit run CMA and here we go. So according to this, the computer's subdivision algorithm, it's going to be worth around 180000 I want to know why number five on the list, since it's the closest. Yeah, so if we look at the map here, the star is our subject property, the address that we put in, and these other ones are the sold properties from within the last year that came up. Now the computer chose these and did not choose number five. So there could be a few different reasons Or number that, six. Or number six. Um, so we can check those out down here and find out. So um, the subdivision, they're all Braze Village, somewhat different sections, but that's how it has to be sometimes. Um, then if I scroll over here, I can see those other ones. Now notice the ones that were blue up above are blue down here. So those are the ones being used to calculate this CMA number right there. But if I scroll back down. And what does CMA stand for? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Comparative market analysis. <laughs> That's three times. It All right. Works. So these came, <clears throat> these ones were a little bit lower. But if you look right here, there's a lot of different information being presented down here. One is the price per square foot. That's a good thing to look at. And if these are coming up 108, 104, and there's another one that comes up at like $60 a square foot, that tells me that that one has not been fixed up. And since the ARV, <clears throat> excuse me, is after repair value, <laughs> I want to only look at the ones that have been fixed up. That was being funny. obnoxious. That was All funny. right. <laughs> so here is, this is 104 a square foot. Um, what it sold for, but right here, recency. Yeah. So this is 212 days ago. The overall rule of thumb is the last six months, three months if you can get it. 212 is, and all of these three were more than six those months ago, so the computer did not choose those. Um, so we can look at the sold prices. Let's scoot back over to the ones that we are using as our comps. Sold prices range from 150 to 179. Um, ours came up at 180. 
So that's kind of on the higher end of these. And it's based on the price per square foot. So these are all extremely close in the price per square foot or in the, the size of square footage. So uh, the price could range. I would guess that this one has not been fixed up. This one at $76. So one way, another way I can compare things is to go here to the MLS and see the realtor's remarks about it. So beautiful three bedroom, two bath, new cabinets, laminate floors, never flood, as is condition. So that kind of tells me that even though it's beautiful and the cabinets and floor are new, there's probably some other work that would need done. Since it says as is, um, we can compare it to these ones. This one really is telling us nothing. Um, this one, spacious master bedroom, shower, tile, laminate floor. So we can read all that. This one says completely remodeled. Those are the ideal ones for our comps, for our ARV. And that did go for about 180. So, so go to the pictures. The other thing we can do is look at the photos here yes. and just and see how they've been fixed up. So you can do a quick hover here. That one looks beautiful. Wow. Kind of got, you can tell it's got granite countertops, gas stove there. Uh, they did the lighting right. So that one looks very nice. What are they called? Number two was the questionable one, shaker style. Yeah, cabinets. shaker style. It's kind of the in thing. Here's the other one that we weren't sure about. So notice the contrast here. This has this <laughs> tile floor. The paint is all one color. Probably it was rented out before or something. Um, So it just says not, looks like maybe could use a little updating, although the tile floor itself might not be bad. Um, the kitchen's got granite. Pretty good. But older, older <clears throat> cabinets, but it doesn't look too older bad. Tile. And depending on what you're uh, looking to do with it, if you're gonna rent it, this is, you probably don't have to do too much to this one. That looks like it, that's probably not tile floor. That looks like, Vinyl to me, but I it's wonder hard what to the tell. bleach is for <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to know. Look, there's a fuzzy toilet seat. Yes, cover. there is. I definitely changed that out personally. Orange tree, huh? I think. Yeah, I some know. trees in the backyard. So that's all we know. So that one um, was not completely updated to the same way this one is. So it tells you if you want to get a high price like this one and not a lower price like this one you would want to rehab it this way to match the neighborhood. Um, so you can also go here to active and you can see the same things for the other properties listed on the market. If I look at the average price per square foot of those, that's a little higher, which is good news, um, but they haven't sold yet. So you also can't completely count on those. This one was lower and if, um, is smaller. So if a property is smaller in general, it's going to have a higher price per square foot than a larger house in the same neighborhood. So, and you can tell this one was 113 and this one was 99, but they're all in about that same range as the one that we looked at for our property. You can go here and see the least comps 
if you're interested in renting it out or wholesaling it as a rental um, and non-active. And you know, the non-active um, listings are kind of important because those are properties that were on the market and then they just dropped off. And, and so you might be able to make a deal with that owner um, in that property situation. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, this, the non-active is, that's a great, a great off-market lead source for investors uh, because it, you know, they did, it didn't, they wanted to sell it, but it didn't sell. So maybe they're, they'd be more motivated or maybe there's problems with the house and that's why it didn't sell very well. Or maybe they're just stubborn. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anthony, to answer your question, uh, yes, if it's in the MLS, the year built and the square footage will show up automatically. Um, Vernon, Vernon said number five didn't show because you must adjust your subdivision name. That's right. Um, this is, even though that was subdivision, it's kind of based more on distance in this case. And we don't know because that the subdivision name was not on the MLS. Um, that also makes the subdivision algorithm a little more difficult, but it is still going to um, pull up those closer properties. So this one was 0 0.08 at Bray's Billy. Oh, I'm in, I'm not in a sold anymore. So, all right, we've got our ARV of 180, and I would say that would be pretty good based on this. If you wanted to make it, if we took off this one that wasn't quite as fixed up as nice, it'd be closer to 192. Um, but to be conservative, we could use 180. So we go back to our maximum allowable offer. So right up here is an investment summary button. So uh, let's see, how much equity did they have in their house? I looked at the, they've got about 80,000 equity. So they've got a loan balance of around 93,000. So if we could get this house, whoops. So let's say that we got it for 100,000 and we had to put, uh, let's say 30,000 into it. We don't have pictures, so we don't know until you see it. But that would mean we would be all in for 130,000 which would be a 28% discount. So that's very close to that, that 30% that we are looking for. So I would say this could be a good deal if you can get it. So the next step is you need to talk to the owner though and um, get, build that relationship so they sell it to you. So that's how to use off-market leads and how to evaluate them. Uh, to make sure that you're going to get a good deal. Now, another source of finding leads, it would be to look on the MLS. So if I'm going to go up here to our MLS deal finder, this is going to pull the data directly from the local MLS stands for multiple listing service, which is the <laughs> database where the real estate agents uh, put all the property information when they're selling a house. All right. So um, when I when I use this uh, part of our system, which is quite often, um, 
you can you can build searches in here. So the first one is at a 20% discount. Um, so any property that's that's offered that is 20% below market value, um, we can do that. Um, I can develop a new search, or I can, you know, I have mine stored in here. And so I have Galveston. Uh, I have one that's called Harris 30. I have one that's called Katie 30. I have one that's called Katie 6, which is just developed off of um, the zip codes mm -hmm. that, that I, that I want to go to. But if, if I, I, you can develop. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, you can develop all of that by just doing this. And oh, what? Went too fast. Okay. Yeah, so let's go to MLS Deal Finder and maybe it's going. Be patient. I'm not patient <laughs> when I'm online. <laughs> you hit it too many times. Here it goes. All right. There it goes. Okay, so I can I can go to a, a quick 20% below market value search on the quick search, or I can go to a new search and I can say, okay, I want active houses and I want, um, let's go here, let's go counties. So I don't know where all of you are but we're going to choose Harris. Harris is the main county that Houston proper is in. So, and then San, San Antonio, Austin, that's Bear. Bear is San Antonio, yeah. Williamson, Travis in yeah. Austin. Yeah. So I'm going to go single family homes. And then I, I think the, current structure says anything although one thing this is kind of an unknown um of course 200 people are making different predictions but about what's going to happen to housing prices with all of this and they may drop but usually under 200,000 that starter is a pretty safe price point yeah. And then I'm going to go down here and I'm going to click within the last year. That should show us all properties listed on the MLS right now that meet these criteria. And so and this I'm is. I'm go up to this area and say, I want to look at houses that are 30% below market value. We don't worry about the rental index. That's set. At five, it usually doesn't get that high. I mean, we're usually <laughs> it's zero. Uh, yeah, that's a, the highest a, we've a, ever a seen. A good rental index is anywhere from one point three to most. 1. Most 6. hard money lenders will lend at one point two or one point two five. Um, so you could use the rental index to do your search also. Do you want to explain about the how the rental index yeah. works? So if you have a a thousand dollar home 
or I mean a thousand dollar rent. You gotta, then you I'm gotta sorry. play house. <laughs> Mortgage. <laughs> then you got a real so, good house. Right. Don't you? If you buy a house, if you want, if you know you can rent a certain house for a thousand dollars, a one point zero or one percent rental index would mean you'd pay a hundred thousand for the house. So if it's you buy one for fifteen hundred, if you can get fifteen for 150,000 if you can get 1500 a month rent then you're getting a good uh you know that's kind of the minimum that you want at least in Houston I know in Austin those are pretty hard to come by from what I hear so if you're going to hold it for long term you can have a lower rental index and it still turn out to be a good investment mm -hmm. um so you can choose to search by rental index yeah. as well there's where you save as search if you save as an automated search, whenever new properties come on the market, you're gonna get an email about it within the hour. New properties that meet whatever criteria you set. And the email's gonna have all the information that you need on there. Um, but right now I'm just going to do a search. Here it goes. Okay, so I can turn on the map up here and I can Look see where they are. So if you're looking in a certain part of town, so there's nothing over here where we live right now at that discount, which is to be expected. But so I clicked up here, Cyprus, and then I can click here and I can get the basic information. This looks like a good investor property, perhaps. 121502 Park Forest Drive listed at 98,000, comping at about 226. This is using our ARV distance algorithm is the default. So 56% discount, that's more than the 30% we're looking for. Um, there are gonna be repairs, of course, that you'll have to figure into that. But this is looking like it could possibly be a good deal. And on any one of those pins that you click on, you're gonna get this information. And so you can easily go to details and find out property information, Here's the MLS details, um, list price, agent's name and phone number. So you could contact them to make an offer on that directly. Um, and you can read their remarks about the house. These aren't tell this remarks aren't telling us very much. So but, we but can go here to again, photos. this is off market. And these are so market. No, these are on the MLS. Okay. No, we went away. Remember, we did the MLS search. So these, this is listed on the MLS. Oh, Ooh. I see that why it's so low. I, I don't know if that's water or fire damage, actually. kind of looks like fire to it me. It looks fire. And you have to really be careful with um, buying fire properties because Houston um, regulations tell you that you have to in some demolish. cases, in some cases, even the slab, you would have to demolish. Demolish everything, all the way down, um, even taking out the slab. So, so you definitely want to look into that. If I'm an investor who says I don't know, don't want to deal with that or something that big, I'm just going to not waste any more time with this one and <laughs> go to a different one. Um, so we could do the same thing. We can look at the details, the photos. Run CMA is going to take us to that same page that we were on when we took that foreclosure property. 
Uh, you can also search for properties down here in this table. You could sort it by discount percentage, by list by price, by any of these things right here. And you can go here to run CMA, photos, and details, or we have some other views to look at them in, and you can pick a property that way. So if you're looking for a mobile home in Laporte, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can search for properties that way. Find properties, make offers. Uh, when you're doing the MLS, again, remember at the beginning I said this is a numbers game. So this is about making lots of offers. You have to contact a lot of motivated sellers for off market. If you're looking on market, you have to submit a lot of offers. So, so what, they say one in twenty. One in twenty per day. Average per day. If you do that per day, every day, you're going to get deals, guaranteed. Um, but make twenty offers a day. A lot of people hire a VA to make offers for them, and they just kind of make an offer based on whatever they information they can get off the MLS. Uh, we do have a repair estimator calculator that you can go to to get a quick ballpark estimate of your rehab so that you can base your offer off that. So what you do is you use this, make your best guess as to what it's going to need based on the pictures and the year built of the home, whatever remarks you can get, call a realtor, ask them questions. Um, and then uh, once you get it under contract, then you get your contractor in, you go see the property and get an exact, exact uh, budget. And if it, if it turns out that there's something you didn't know about, like, the roof looked good to you, but then you get there with your contractor and it's going to need a new roof. You go back and renegotiate that contract. Right. And then um, there's a, there's option 23 in the trek. If, if you're here in Houston, I'm not sure if that's the same for other places. The trek is, but, is all over Texas. But, but the trek, option 23 is to get, um, you know, maybe two or three days to to look at the property and uh, Becky and I have used that before it it works great um, one of the, at yeah. one time we only paid a dollar for it <laughs> so we did we did but you definitely want to make sure you have that option period in the in the truck form and it doesn't have to be much like I said we paid a dollar um, the realtor's probably going to try to make it higher than that, but you can say, I only want to pay a $50 option fee and for seven days to go in and look at the house. And then if you change your mind, you don't lose anything but that 50 bucks. And you can have an, a, a con contractor come in. Contractor and um, one of the funniest things that I, I think about the, the dollar one that we did is that, um, there was no electricity to the house at that time. It was a vacant house. And uh, my contractor came in and said, we can, we, we, we can start that up. It's no problem. And we can, we can look at the electrical because obviously that's, um, this was a, a flood house. And so it was, 
it was damaged. And so that's one of the things that we want, wanted to look at was, you know, how, you know, yeah. the electrical because if, situation. If it so. floods above the level of the outlets, you have to replace all of them. Um, will the contractor charge a fee for the estimate? Some might, but uh, usually not because they're just doing it because they want your business. Yeah, it's all about relationships. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, we've, uh, we've got mm -hmm. really solid relationships now, um, and we've only been doing this for um, about two and a half years. And so, but we have really solid relationships with, I think, two good contractors, would you say? Three. Two or three good relationships with contractors that, I, and I, I, I stress that because it's huge. We, we, we got burnt by it for yeah, and, I, and you know what? Time. A lot of investors that you talk to will tell you that same story. Yeah. So it comes comes back to that. Uh, you want to make sure you're not wasting their time. You know, if you're not serious about a house, you know that comes back it's to the true. relationship too. That they're not going to charge you a fee because they know you're serious about it. And if it works out, then uh, you're going to go ahead with the deal, and they're going to get to do the work. So how did we get burned? Uh, we had a, this was very first flip, just starting out, uh, partnered with a private lender who gave us all the money we needed for it, um, which was actually very good for us because <laughs> we didn't lose very much. Um, but he paid the contractor too much too soon. Uh, the contractor had done about $20,000 worth of work on he a 50000 rehab, and our private lender gave him the full 50000 and he made up a fake, <laughs> a list of things saying, look, I spent your 50000 by doing these things, and, uh, and took off. Yeah, and this so, is after we did pre preliminary work on on checking out his references yeah we did everything we we did all of that and we so did, we're not we're somehow, not dummies but something but happened he and still burn us yeah we found out later he got shut down by the city for not doing something up to code right and that had to be redone and so it was just kind of a nightmare and then the next contractor we got in was all he didn't get paid up front but it cost us time because he said yeah i'm ready to do it and he did I don't know, very little, and then was never heard from again as well. So it's... Uh, and I guess, I guess that's what, that's what, what I think I would be a little more cautious about doing something that's so far away from us mm. right now. And because it, it took us, it would take us 45 minutes to get to the house that we're talking about. And we we just did one that worked really well on a subject too um, that's that's only a minutes. mile <laughs> mile and a half away from us. <laughs> and so 
I was able to, you know, be more hands-on with that property than I was. Be there every day, um, check on the contractor, make sure they're doing things yeah. right, make sure they're doing what you want them to do. And, and we set up cameras in that home too, which is different from the first flip that mm -hmm. we did. Uh, so I think that's something to look at because you can monitor a little, uh, monitor it a little bit more than you can with something something so far away. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I I, I just think that um, in today's world, things need to be monitored. <laughs> with contractors yeah you do you have to you have to really either hire a project manager to stay on top of them um, hire a company there's a company in houston called fast track remodeling that they only work for investors and that you don't have to babysit but most contractors you kind of do have to babysit them to make sure that they're keeping your job because i think what happened with some of the others was they just had other jobs and so they just decided for whatever reason ours was low priority and uh, yeah. so you know they'd work a day to keep us happy and then go work somewhere else um so you really gotta gotta be we we learned a lot that was our our education yeah and that, and that was our first one this this one that we ju we just finished um and it was just prior to COVID-19 coming out. Um, we were hugely lucky. Um, we got yeah, a, we cash, listed it right before we got a cash deal so on it and it, so, so it worked out great. But our contractor was really good and he, and he, you know, we had to keep tabs on him, but he came back and he finished things. And yeah. so we, and I would I would be very happy to go with him again. All right. So to finish up what's on our website for you, um, we have some analytics here, some heat maps that kind of show you where the good rental deals are in the area, where the most foreclosures are, those kind of things. Um, we already went through MLS Deal Finder, Fast CMA, Data Finder is another way to um, to get lists of people to market to. So a lot of people like to market to absentee owners. Um, and so with this, you can search, this searches the county tax records. And so it's going to pull up any property owned by anything that you select. So you can choose as many or as few criteria of this as you like. So if you want to mail to non-owner occupied or you want to narrow it down more and just mail to an out-of-state owner, you could put in an owner here and say, I want to talk to people who live in California that own a property in Texas. Um, if you know somebody who owns property, you want to see what other properties they own, you can put their name in here and get a list of all those properties. Uh, the over 65 exemption we don't have in Harris County. They don't allow it, but a lot of the other counties do. You can only market to people over 65. You could market to, if it's an LLC, it's likely an investor, right? Or one of these companies. If it's none of these, maybe they're not really an investor and they just happen to own an extra property. Um, you can narrow your search by property type. 
There we go. Single family, multifamily, vacant lots, mobile homes, whatever you're looking for. You can narrow it to um, by city, county, or, or um, even subdivision land. You can limit the size of your vacant lot if that's what you're looking for. Um, narrow a house by year built, square footage, bed and bathrooms, or by value. So then you just go to search and you can download it to Excel. It'll give you all the tax information for all of those. All right, so that's our county data finder. And then, uh, so it sort of dep depends on your marketing strategy and it depends on how much money you have versus time. So some people start out and they've got money but not much time. So they hire people to do things for them or they might do a lot of mail outs and things like that. Other people may not have as much money but you have more time so you can go door knocking and contact homeowners directly. And so the way you do that is through skip tracing. And so you could pull a list here from County Data Finder or one of the off-market lists and then submit it for skip tracing, which means you're gonna get the owner's contact information. So you're gonna get email addresses, phone numbers, in some cases, family members. So if you can't get a hold of the uh, homeowner, you can contact a family member to see what's going on. Um, so that's a very useful tool as well. Show them the and then we've got our support. Package. Yes. So to get back to Kevin's email here, um, this is our premium off-market leads list. So this takes the top six of those lists and has they come to you with the skip tracing already done. So here's uh, April probate filings. And uh, for... Austin San Antonio area. So here's the here's the this is the person who passed away and the house that they owned. Um, assessed value. Here's the person who inherited it and their mailing address. So they're the ones you would contact. Uh, you can contact the attorneys and say, "Hey, I'm really interested in this house. If the owner wants to sell, could you have them contact me?" Sometimes they'll do that. You can build those relationships as well. And then here's email addresses and phone numbers for the grantee, the person who inherited it. And then here's another relative that you could contact as well. So that's what our premium list looks like. So phone numbers and email addresses for that relative as well. So if you've got time and not money, and you can just start sending emails and calls and texts to these people. And build that relationship, get the deal. That's Yes, and that, you know what, for probate, um, that takes a while. So you may want to enlist in our services that go back four to six months because sometimes it just it takes a family a while to make decisions yeah the other secret so numbers game is one secret the other secret to finding deals is follow-up as with any marketing 
because you are, you're marketing for their, even though you're not selling them something, you're still marketing for their trust and for their, um, their business of selling you their house. Um, so, so I lost my train of thought there. Oh, so follow-up is a, is a key because it's proven that the more you see something, the more you trust it. So the more they see you and your name, the more they're going to trust it to do business with you. So there was a question about the evictions list. Does it include information about what type of loan the owner has? That's a good question. Let's find out. We give you, we give you whatever information is in the filing. So here, not very many in uh, Austin, San Antonio, but um, let's see. Mark. There's the landlord's address. The assessed value. I'm not seeing any loan no, information there. Does not look like it does. No, but um, you bring up a good point because, uh, and I, I don't follow this listing, um, but again, Becky and I do um, door knocking and so we, we we try to get to know the people and once we're in the door and we've listened and, and I, I I want to tell you that's probably the most important part um, if if you're not a listener and you can't get in the door um, you're you're not going to get the deal and so just to sit there and listen to people and, and I can give you an example on um, a, a, you know our subject too and I'll, I'll just do that real quick is that I was sitting I had already dropped a card at the door and the guy pulls up in his in his driveway and I'm like okay this is a great opportunity for me um and and so i i i got out of my truck i introduced myself he had a saints cap on i'm a denver bronco fan so i started up a conversation with him about the nfl first and you know what from then it just led on to everything that was going on in his life his, his wife divorced him, his car was being repoed, he had an autistic son, he was losing his house, and all of that, all of that. I mean, that's huge, <laughs> that's huge distress. And so to, to figure out how we could help him, that was the, that was the key. And so just listening, I think, is a huge importance. Um, Becky will tell you that I, I always say, gosh, relationship. People talk about location, location, <laughs> location. I say relationship, relationship, relationship. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. Well, so just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, um, Real Estate IQ, we have a deal analysis suite. So if you're not ready yet to start marketing 
for your own deals, but you want to be able to evaluate deals that come to you from a wholesaler or something else, the deal analysis suite lets you run your own comps and that starts at 15 bucks a month. So it's really, really reasonable. So then we have our deal finding suite, which includes all of the, the calculators and the CMAs, but also the off-market leads that we showed you, the county data finder, and the MLS deal finder. Um, our off-market leads, uh, there's the list of all the ones we have again, the ones on our premium list, I thought we're on here. Uh, the ones on the premium list are the pre-foreclosures, the appointment of substitute trustee, probate airship, evictions, divorce, and the liens. So all of those are the ones that come with the phone numbers and email addresses for the owners. Uh, there's the county data finder. We've been over those. Uh, we also are not going to just, you know, let you out to dry. We have a support team. They'll answer your phone in most cases. If they're busy, they'll call you right back. Um, but they're pretty quick. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.